Did you know that No Diggity, the hit from Blackstreet, uses a sample from Grandma's Hands by Bill Withers? Uh, no, I did it's not. It's that know main that. thing that it's the main thing that it's hard to describe, but it goes through the whole, the whole thing, the, the whole, whole song. song. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I was not aware of that. No. What's your favorite Bill Withers song? Let me give you a list to Gosh, pick from. Please, please do. I guess Grandma's out. Hands isn't going to be on there. No. Uh, Ain't No Sunshine. Uh, that's a pretty good one. Lean On Me. Um, I kind of have Whoa, to go I with hear Lean your story. On Me. I want to hear the story behind that. We're not done. Okay. Lovely Day. That's a really good one, too. Just the Two of Us. Also good. You and I. <laughs> um. Yeah, they're they're all pretty good. I um, bet you appreciated him when he was still around. Uh, <laughs> uh, Why are you laughing? I I don't know. He um, literally died. I know he did a few days ago. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I I I was not really uh, aware of him a whole lot. I have to be honest. Um, but I I think hearing what he he did, um, I I think he you know was a great great singer and uh those are some very memorable songs um that uh you know get stuck in your head in a good way and um yeah it's 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 very sad that he passed away was he like the um so it was soul right yeah and uh like but but like smooth soul yeah yeah. which i don't look christopher cross is sick right now with coronavirus and god please i don't know jesus buddha everyone Let's get together and help this guy. I because I love shitty yacht rock. You know, like <laughs> like Foreigner is, is one of my favorite bands. Okay. But not jukebox hero. It's a little too hard, a little okay. too crunchy. Okay. All right. A little softer. Sure. And that's like Bill Withers. Like it's just he's not trying to like he's not Gil Scott Heron or something like he's not trying to tear the world down. He's just trying to sing about nice stuff. Yeah. And and absolutely. being leaned on and being the two of us. And, um, Very positive, songs. and I don't think, yeah, and it and it's it's fine. I'm not, there's nothing against negative stuff, but people forget about just, you know, feeling good. Sullivan's Travels has taught me that nothing serious <laughs> is worth what it's printed on. Whoa, I don't know <laughs> no, why I don't we know. go that far. <laughs> um, yeah, um, lean on me. Um, well, I did. Th- theater growing up and um God. we had a the the girls and the the girls dressing room before every show we had a a tradition i'm not sure how it started it started way before i started going there uh but we would stand in a circle and uh sing lean on me together before each show so that's the worst <laughs> song to sing in a circle you think so yes oh yeah well maybe it's kind of cheesy but um you just stand there and just like we just sway back and forth it's yeah, so slow i know i know i had a ritual uh before we went on stage yeah uh, we would sing boogie nights by oh, heatwave really yeah that seems like a much more jazz you up kind of song yeah pumped so yeah and then a couple rails and we're we're out not on stage. <laughs> I was yeah. in the whiz. Uh, no. Um, yeah. So he'll be missed and we'll be featuring uh, his music uh, throughout the show. Very nice. Um, also a little uh, Blackstreet, maybe. Okay. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, were there just enough... Pro- tro- pro- uh, oh. Whoa. Sorry. You're failure. Fine. Failure to launch. 
This is a, it's a lozenge day. Oh. Not out of disrespect, just out of uh, throat disturbances, but we're the Just Enough Trope podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Mikan Hana. And we're here to bring all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment, such as it is. Because mm-hmm. there ain't much. Okay. Well. It's mostly what's streaming for free now. Right. And what um, huge billionaire has deigned to give pocket change to the effort against coronavirus. Right. But we'll be bringing you that all the same. <laughs> and part of the problem that we've been talking about, or part of uh, what's going on here is the fact that, uh, you know, coronavirus has canceled a lot of entertainment. Yes. It's canceled yes. films. It's canceled the release of, of films and other stuff. And so it's hard to, we've had to sort of rearrange our schedule a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so uh, part of that has been us looking for new things to talk about. Yes. And I thought, why uh, go too far from the main? Um, we can just kind of continue on the path of what we might have been doing before mm-hmm. by, for instance, talking about Black Widow comics. Yes. Instead of watching a Black Widow movie. Yeah, single tier. <laughs> well, we now know, we'll talk about this in news, but we now know when it'll come out. So okay. we've got it to look forward to. Okay. But to hold us over, we should talk about some Black Widow comics. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm excited because I, I actually hadn't really read that much Black Widow before. Well, there wasn't um, much to read. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was excited to um, read some of her comics. Um, and... Uh, I'm so excited that um, I I continued reading past where we decided we were going to talk about. So, you know, um, uh, I I think she's a really interesting character. And, I, I you know, I think maybe the, the movies, the, the Marvel movies have um, and, you know, Scarlett Johansson's performance as well. Like, I, I think she has become a really interesting character. And she, I think she probably was an interesting character before this. Hmm. Um, um, you don't think so? So remember, very yes. few things in the MCU were uh, original or like um, reinventions of their own right or own making. Sure. Things ended up on screen because of their popularity. Yeah, true. The reverse is true in some cases, I'm not coming up with anything right now. Oh, okay. Um, I guess Valkyrie is very popular, and that is all due to Tessa Thompson. Oh, yeah. Um, She had seen, I think she'd seen a little bit of a resurgence um, in like Young Avengers or or something like that. Some some book or other. Okay. Um, Or maybe the Asgardian stuff that like Matt Fraction was doing, but she was like in the New Defenders, and then it was like, well, no room for a Valkyrie in this <laughs> Marvel universe, uh-huh. and so he didn't really see. She was on the new, she on the new Warriors. No, that was Namorita. Um, so, like I said, can't really place her. Okay. But, but I think now uh, people are really excited about her, and I haven't, I haven't read the comics, but I'm sure there's been a resurgence in appearances of uh, Valkyrie in the comics. Sure. Have they turned her black? <laughs> oh, ah. Uh, <laughs> what do you feel about that? Question. Stop. Okay. Okay. Whoa. We're just getting over or feeling uncomfortable. Now we're going to right back in the fire. This is like jumping back into the pan, mm. jumping into the fire again. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about uh, changing the races of characters in comics to fit other mediums? I mean, I think it's I think it's fine. They started it. As long it. as it's, yeah. I mean, Ma- as Bendis long as... Bendis started it. Yeah. With the Ultimates. Okay. Right? I They're don't like, know. The Ultimates. 
What 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 about them? The Marvel Ultimate Universe. Yeah. The Ultimates was the Avengers in the Ultimate Universe. Right. And so they just went, him and um, Hitch or whatever were like, let's just, uh, you know, let's, let's, we're, we're, we got to funk everybody up. This ain't your daddy's comics fanboy, that sort of thing. And so they decided, let's have Nick Fury just be Samuel L. Jackson. So just use him oh, as reference. Right, right, right. And he's just Samuel L. Jackson now. Yeah. And that led to his casting in the MCU movies. Like I said before, oh, I didn't know that that that, that starts they in the comics in and the usually comics, goes to the movies. And then I went, okay, I didn't realize. But then in that. the regular universe, they couldn't just turn Nick Fury into a black guy. That would not be appropriate. But I'd argue that it's also not appropriate to just create a brand new character called Nick Fury Jr. that will just basically have the same job that Nick Fury had, and Nick Fury will just disappear while this guy is the new Nick Fury. Oh, it's kind of the same thing. That happened. That's weird. Yeah, that did um, happen. I mean, I think it's fine as long as it's done, um, you know, sensitively and um, <coughs> it's, you know. Um, not grown up. Not, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's it's not, I mean. You're killing it. If you, if you, if, if you're like, wouldn't it be great if, if Samuel L. Jackson was Nick Fury and then it's just kind of like a fan thing. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. I don't have a problem with it. Um, I I feel like comic book characters should be kind of there's there's a kind of fluidity to them, you know, in a, in a way. Um, so I I think you know that creators should be able to play with that at least a little bit. That's and what I think. so they did. <laughs> Great answer. Okay. So we'll be talking about three separate uh, mini series. Um, yes. uh, that starting in 1999. Okay, I'm not going to be able to do the uh, lozenge thing. I apologize. To oh, the it's audience. all right. Hopefully, I won't cough too much. <coughs> um, starting in 1999, uh, Black Widow got uh, a web series, not a web series, although Spider, um, <laughs> yeah. a mini series called uh, subtitled Itsy Bitsy Spider. Yes. And another one after that in 2001 called Breakdown, mm-hmm. and another one in 2002 under the Marvel Max line titled Pale Little Spider. Those are the ones that we read. Now, they go on from there. There oh, are more do. after that, and we'll talk about that. But this okay. is the sort of like Greg Rucka area, uh, era yes. and uh, also um, uh, Devin, um, uh, what's her name, era. Yes, I don't remember her last Grayson. name right now either. Uh, yeah, Like okay. Dick Grayson, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, and this is the tease, the funny thing is it was all done in an effort to try and replace the character we know. As Black Widow. Natasha Romanoff. Yeah. As Black Widow. Yeah. Like her? I, I could see that. You almost lost her. Yeah. And we'll talk about that a little later in the show. Sounds good. But we'll talk about the news first. <laughs> I want to talk real fast uh, about a, another tragedy because we've got a lot of those going around. Oh, boy. Uh, Logan Williams was an actor who played young Barry Allen um, in the, I think, the first couple seasons of the Flash TV show on CW. Oh, the, the the recent Flash? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, not the... Uh, are you looking at my standee? <laughs> I, I am. Me? Yeah, actually. <laughs> of John Wesley Shipp? Yeah. Uh, no, the new one. Uh, and he passed away recently. Oh, I'm so sad to hear that. At the age that. of 16. Oh, my goodness. What happened? Was it... No was cause it... of death has been announced. Okay. All right. But um, Flash uh, series actors have been pouring out their love and affection uh, on Twitter and social media. I just, I mean, it's always horrible whenever anybody passes away, but it's just always especially sad, I think, when it's a young person. It's just, 
you know, I mean, if somebody passes away and they're older, you can say, well, they they lived a long life. It's sad that they're gone now, but, you know, but, but yeah. It's Go with just, us. Yeah, I know. I know. So. Ain't no sunshine <laughs> now that Bill Withers is gone. Somebody <laughs> did it. Somebody, somebody did it Somebody totally did that. Yeah. Yes. It's terrible. I know. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> so that's not great. And our well wishes and uh, love go out to his family. Uh, let's talk about movie release dates, which have okay. all shifted down. Right. Uh, we were all fingers crossed that this is all going to um, blow over soon. Yes. Uh, not as soon as we want, but right. we'll eventually. And Disney is betting on that by shifting a lot of the uh, dates of its releases that were supposed to come out in the spring. Okay. And be coming out in summer and fall. Okay. Some of those include... Uh, the movie Soul, the Pixar movie, yes, is slated to come out June nineteenth. Okay, I think that that's a little optimistic. Still, I but, think so. But we'll see. Too, but um, yeah, the Christopher Nolan movie. This isn't Disney. This is a Warner Brothers movie. A Tenant uh, is scheduled to come out on July seventeenth. Now, oh, when was it before? I don't know. Don't ask me about any of those because oh, oh, okay. I'm not going to have the answer for okay. any of that. All right. Uh, Mulan is going to come out on July twenty fourth. Which, okay. come on, yeah. I don't know if it's the effect of. The delayed gratification. I think that you know, once the theaters open, they're gonna see. They're, they'll never make all that money back, but they are gonna see their box office. The theater's gonna be packed, aren't no, they? No, I think you're We're right. We're gonna have another little epidemic off the back of everybody oh, rubbing boy. up against each other. I hope uh, not. coming out of their holes. But I, I think that Mulan should have always been on July 24th <laughs> or in the summer. Don't you think people are gonna come out? People are going to show up for Milan. I think so. And yeah. I think it always could have uh, held a summer spot. Now it gets yeah. a summer spot. Right. So looking forward to that. July 24th. What else is coming out? Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 has secured an August 14th release date. Okay. This is a um, film that maybe it was just loose talk, but they had talked about perhaps just going to DC Universe with this movie. I had heard that. And yes. I don't know. Maybe for safety's sake, maybe they were just trying to be responsible. Um, maybe all of these movies, for that reason, should be on digital services. But right. are you the a sequel to like the highest grossing film that you have in your beleaguered universe? Yeah, you can't go into digital with that, right? So August fourteenth, we're going to see that. Okay. Bill and Ted Face the Music will be coming out on August twenty first. Okay, good to see that that uh, secured a date. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like uh, what else is coming out here? Quiet Place Two is going to be coming out on September fourth. That's Labor Day weekend. Okay. So we'll get to see that at a later date. All right. Um, not bad. Yeah. Uh, and this is not bad for, uh, you know, like Black Widow and um, Mulan. You know, it was rumored that they would be coming out on Disney Plus. Yes. But that will be happening now. So. Yes. Uh, no Time to Die, we know, is in November. Black yes. Widow will be coming out on November 6th, which oh. was the Eternals slot. Oh, so, so the Eternals that got will be pushed. pushed. Yes, to February 12th. 2021, which was Shang-Chi's old date. It's all musical chairs. Wow, now. okay. Shang-Chi will move to May 7th, 2021, which is Doctor Strange 2's date. Doctor Strange will move to November 5th, 2021, which was Thor's date. So Thor fans, hang on. Your movie will come out February 18th of 2022. I think it's strange that they're putting these blockbusters in February. I think that's... But remember, any Marvel movies can come out at any time. Well, that's true. I, I guess Black Panther came out in February, didn't it? Yeah, and Black so. Panther 2 uh, is going to keep its date of May 6th, 2022, 
and they have firmed up the Captain Marvel 2 release date for July 8th, 2022. Wow. So we got our next two years planned. Okay. Uh, but the fingers, big news. Fingers crossed. The big news. Yes. Is that Artemis Fowl, the film that Kenneth Branagh is directing based on the YA series. Yeah. Is not coming to theaters. It's going to go right to Disney+. Plus. Whoa. That is big news. Uh, okay. Why does that one not have a date? That seems weird to me. Mm, uh, I kind of feel like this always was... This, this has been a troubled production. This thing's been in, has it? in the works for 15 years or more. Okay. All right. <laughs> and uh, and I think that Braun has actually been with it for a lot of that. Um, huh. So, Impressive. you know, he's making Agatha Christie movies. He's doing all kinds of stuff. Oh, sure. So it must yeah. be a situation... I don't know if it was in the can for a long time or if it was just getting it together. Um but it, it doesn't matter now. No. This is going to go to Disney+. Plus. Okay. Well, um, I maybe that's something to look forward to during our quarantine time. So, Checking um, out yeah. this clearly bad Artemis Fowl movie uh, yeah. that they're dumping on their streaming service. <laughs> yeah. I don't well, know. that's the problem. I mean, that's if they dumped Wonder Woman 2, uh, I don't think that anybody would really believe that Wonder Woman 2 is bad, but it looks like a lack of confidence from the studio. Right. If you spend all this time making all of your movies change the date on their posters. Right. But it, and Artemis Fowl's like, what about me? It's like, well, no, you're just, uh, you're fine. <laughs> right, right, right. Disney Plus for you. Exactly. Some other movies. Uh, Free Guy, the uh, video game movie with Ryan Reynolds, yep. will be moving from July 3rd to December 11th. Okay. Steven Spielberg's West Side Story will be coming out uh, basically at the same time oh, okay. um, on December 18th. And it looks like the Indiana Jones 5 uh, will be moving from July 9th, 2021 to July 29th, 2022. Oh, okay. You can just uh, wow. not do it if you guys want. <laughs> Fine. Well, I think we're going to do it. And the real bad news, but it's not surprising, I don't think, at this point, is that the New Mutants film has not received a date. Oof. Yeah, that's that, move over, that Artemis Fowl. That hurts, right? You yeah, got some, make some room on the bench. I think, I think so. Um, I really hope this thing comes out somehow, uh, because I talk about I not, not having. Lay, I couldn't lay any money on it. I know, all. I know. Talk about not having like a good track record. This film. Has, I should also mention wow. Top Gun Maverick will be pushed to December twenty third. Okay. After we just saw, was it Bloodshot? We saw an ad for Top Gun Maverick, and oh, I'm like, yeah. we're both well, thinking, that's not coming out. Well, what was it we saw like shortly before Bloodshot, and there was like there was a uh, a trailer for the new Fast and Furious, which had already been announced, it had been pushed back. So it's like once they get the trailer set up for these things, it's just like, you know, it's just go time. It, you know, it is, but also it's not. Yeah. Because, and this would never happen, but let's say Vin Diesel uh, was involved in a fatal car crash that uh, claimed both his life and the life of like a family of four. Right. Somebody would scramble to take that trailer out of the No, thing, no, right? you, you got a good point. It. Yeah. They just didn't, at this point, it's all a sunk cost. So mm-hmm. it's like, it, we're already not going to put the movie out. We're not going to make enough money to spend the money. That would it would require for us to remove this trailer. So right. here's promotion for our film that won't be coming out for eighteen months. Yeah. Um, let's run off quick through this list of rich people, oligarchs who are deigning to give the, a, a, a fraction, a drop of their wealth to us to oh, help us boy. out. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Uh, you can call out when I'm being weird. 
Uh, it looks like uh, Oprah added $10 million to a food fund that she had set up. Okay. Um, this is America's food fund. Uh, Leonardo, excuse me, Leonardo DiCaprio um, and uh, Lorene Powell Jobs have also uh, added $12 million to this food fund. Okay. Um, $10 million buys a lot less food than, uh, than you think. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Probably use um, a little more. Probably. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's like Oprah is like one of the wealthiest people in the world. Yes, so. Yes, yes, she is. So. Sony has established a $100 million COVID-19 global relief fund. Okay. Uh, it will assist in, um, you know, frontline medical and first responder efforts, uh, okay. supplies to them. Sure. Um, I'll probably research, you know, mm-hmm. into... Um, cures or vaccines or whatever okay all good things so you got that going on yeah uh the comcast ceo too late Uh-oh. too late bob Iger beat it beat you to it but he donated uh his full and i'm just guessing it's a him uh his full salary to charity and the company set up a 500 million dollar employee fund so oh, comcast okay. is a very big company but yeah. just for its employees it set up a 500 million dollar fund yeah that's a lot so of money don't you look dumb now oprah for, just for giving your $10 million. $10 million. Yeah, I mean, that's probably $10 million of her money. I don't. We're not even digging into Harpo at this point. No, but right. We uh, could do more. If you really want to save everybody and prove that, you know, a plutocracy is what we need, then you need to do more, right? No, yeah. Right? You're not wrong. Yeah. 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 So make up your mind. <laughs> Rule us or not. Whoa. That's what I'm saying. Wow. I don't want you to. No. <laughs> but if you're going to. We might as well uh, donate more money. Let's get it going. Yeah. HBO has released over 500 hours of free programming, uh, allowing shows like Veep, The Sopranos, Silicon Valley, and more to be streamed for free on their HBO Now and HBO Go services. Mm -hmm. I mean, wouldn't they be free if you have the services anyways? This is for people who don't have the service. Oh, okay. Well, all right. That makes sense. Uh, And that's that's cool. you could totally do more. You could totally do everything, um, you know, but whatever. Um, I I think it's a good move um, for for streaming services to do stuff like that. So I'd say. Yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> you let me know. You let me know if there's any stories that you, you, you can find some traction in. Okay. Anything in particular? Any requests? I'm taking requests. Uh, I, I don't know. I, um... Amazon will stream its South by Southwest Film Festival selections for free for 10 days. So get on this. I think that's pretty cool. If you want to see South by Southwest movies, which you would normally not get to see until they you know, went to their various outlets, uh, streaming or theaters or whatever. Right. Uh, check that out. Uh, I was just going to say, I think they're going to be on Amazon, but Google it just instead. Uh, Amazon, uh, SXSW, Film Festival. Um, this was already a couple days ago here. So if you want to watch these, get on top of this. Yeah, and uh, check some of these things out. I don't. You might need Prime to see them. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I'd like to do that. I think that sounds pretty cool. Um, I think it's cool that they're 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 doing that because I don't think they're they're not able to actually have the festival this year, right? Yeah. So. Um, they. That's another one that went right up to the line. Though. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, just cancel it. I know. You know. Yep. I I I I agree with you 100. percent Yeah. Um, like The Last of Us Part Two. Uh oh, what happened? Sony's there? been hard at work 
for a long time on the sequel to The Last of Us, The Last of Us Part 2. Um, basically, it should be all finished at this point, but for whatever reason, they have delayed the game uh, okay. and have not set a new release date for it. Well, I can imagine with... Which is weird. You think? Because, yes, because if it's done, I, I, I can see that you're worried about, say, not getting the sales... But if Animal Crossing proved anything, mm-hmm. people will just drop 60 bucks oh, on the internet easily. to get their game. Yeah. So just let people download it. What's wrong with The Last of Us Part 2? Other than the fact that it's about a pandemic that has decimated the world's population. Do you think maybe that's why? <laughs> well, that's definitely why. Okay. But that's, it's, I, a, it's a fungal I... parasite. It has nothing to do with, with viruses. It's a fungus. The only other thing I can think of is, is it possible they're not done with it yet and the developers are not able to, to work on it because of COVID? They have to be. Okay. You think they were like getting running right up to the start date and they're like, I don't know how we're going to pull this one off. <laughs> Oh, thank God. Uh, Hundreds of thousands of people are going to die. No, maybe not. We could pretend like this is the reason why we needed to cancel the game. Did we know when it was originally scheduled to come out? Soon. Soon? Okay. Um, So it's been postponed to some date in the future. We don't know when. There is no date. There is no date. off the schedule. Okay. Well, yeah. You know, if I was looking forward to this game, I'd be really bummed. Um, And probably a little angry, too, because you get, you know... People have a little bit extra time right now because of the coronavirus, so they have time to play video games more time than they maybe would normally have. Yeah. So. But are they going to drop sixty bucks on it? Oh, like you said, yes, absolutely. If they want it. Then why haven't I bought Resident Evil Three Remake yet? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. Because I'm a cheapskate. Um. <laughs> uh, AMC is streaming much of its original programming, like Walking Dead and episodes of MS23K. Uh, in a, in response to what you were talking about, giving people options uh, okay. while they are at home. Okay, very cool. Um, might be a good time to rewatch Breaking Bad. I don't know. Uh. Mm. <laughs> might be a good time to watch The Walking Dead. Period. Oh yeah, have not really watched that. Uh, so yeah. Um, for me, yeah, I just wait until something sucks. And then it's like, well, I dodged a bullet. <laughs> I dodged 10 years of, of bullets. Right. I mean, right. it was good at one point, I guess, right? Yes. But for me, it's just like, everybody hates it now. That proves it was always bad. And I made the right decision. There you go. And speaking yeah. of things that are bad, mm. that never happened with Breaking Bad. Oh, sure. You might have favorite parts or favorite episodes or yeah. or arcs, but it was good all the way through. I watched it all the way through. I am... King number one at picking properties. <laughs> um, yeah, it it was good all the way through, and and I think something that maybe is surprising and maybe shouldn't be surprising is that the the spinoff Better Call Saul is also really great. Like I wasn't sure what to expect going into that, but I mean, when it just kind of proves when you have good writers and stuff like that and actors. Um, you know, sometimes things just come together. Thank God that that's basically done. So yeah. It's not going to be pushed back. Yeah, that's true. Um, did you know, uh, I'm out of stories, oh, but okay. we usually spend about 45 minutes doing this. Maybe yeah. we'll wrap it up. But did you know that Dan Stevens is going to be in a film version of Blythe Spirit? Why is this happening? Why are we doing this? Okay. I, I got to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know what Blythe Spirit is. Yes. A Noel Coward play that yeah. everybody did in high school. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, it's Noel Coward. Why is he going to be a Noel Coward? That seems like because he has casting. a period face. I guess. I guess he does. Which, you know, it sounds gross, but <laughs> I know what you mean. Nothing you can do about it. Whoa. Um Okay. Are we on some twenties re- revival thing I don't know about right now? No, I think Is it the Agatha Christie stuff? Uh, no, you know what I think it is? I think Is it Downton runoff? Uh, maybe what I was going to say was, um, you know, all the negative things that are coming out and, uh, you know, people being so down, like Noel Coward is just kind of like positive and upbeat. So maybe we just need a little bit more of that. We need a little sunshine. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of. Um, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Um, we talk about Sony, we didn't talk about Sony films. Uh, I don't know that we did. No, we, we didn't. We talked about... Morbius is being yes. uh, okay. pushed back uh, from boop to boop. From It was going to come out in July, uh, I think yes. July 31st. It's now going to come out March 19th of 2021. Okay. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife was yes. going to come out on July 10th, 2020. Uh-huh. Now it's March 5th, 2021. Okay. Uh, wow. So they, they pushed their films back till next spring then yeah uh, okay well i mean i don't know if they announced it before or after disney announced their dates but you have Fair. to kind of you're the remora swimming in in the wake of uh of disney right yeah because disney plops something plops black widow down in the first week of november you're like All right, well. well i like, guess we're not doing that black widow and james bond can go up against each other yes and they can just go let them fight right right right. let's see who spies the best <laughs> but if you're by the spirit you're like oh boy yeah, I don't right. want to end up one of those blind spirits. Here. No, uh, yeah, I, I I read some article that was was similar to that that was like talking about how, uh, you know, pr- production companies actually think quite a bit about like when to release their films, and it you know it makes sense because you don't want uh, these big blockbuster films to be released the same week because they're going to be competing with each other pretty heavily. So yeah, that that all makes sense. Uh, and if Disney grabbed like the sooner dates, then you'd have to go with later dates. So later dates, my brother. Yes. What else? The Secret Garden is you know got a new movie out. Um, David Copperfield is coming out now. That's okay. Uh, Iannucci, Armando Iannucci, the guy behind um, Veep and uh, oh. the Thick of It, and uh, so it's going to be kind stuff. of funny. I think it's going to be more satirical. Okay. I mean, it's already kind of satirical and, um, in the original Dickens work, but. Again, it's just what's up with the cravats? Cravats are back, everybody. I don't know. I I like historical stuff. I I, <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> well, I mean, is, you like Downton Abbey. Come on, this is the right thing. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against every fiber of my being, I like a show <laughs> about why the landed gentry shouldn't disappear from the earth, and how they really help poor people. Yeah, and the poor I know. people wouldn't survive without them. Instead of just, I think the poor people would probably just take all your silverware and step over your body and then use that to go start a business or something, right? If it wasn't for you. Yeah, yeah. You can tell me. It's up to you to tell me when I need to pull back. (laughs) But you never, ever, ever will. Did we talk about uh, Adam Schlesinger? No, I don't think we did. Well, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Um, He died. Yes, because of uh, coronavirus. Yeah. Um, It's really really sad um the guy who um do not care for the fountains of wayne uh, uh no cringe every time i hear stacy's mom yeah yeah but me too f- when you think about all the other things that he did 
um, doing music for um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yes. Um, gosh, he's done so... Uh, uh, that, that thing, thing you, you do. do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and just a bunch of other stuff. Like, he, I think he did Sesame Street stuff, too. Um, he was really prolific. If you heard... Yeah, if you heard a funny, really catchy song in a place that you wouldn't necessarily expect there to be music, you know, on a TV show or a variety show or something like that, chances are that he might have been involved. And yeah, he was very prolific, very, very talented, very creative. Yeah. And he, he was not. He survived by Stacey's mom. That's the, that's the joke. That's the joke. Come on. You've gone too far now. Uh, (laughs) She she did it. Um, But he, he was not very old. I think he was only like 52 or something like that. Um, so, yeah, he had, you know, many more creative years ahead of him. So, you know, gone too soon. Yeah. We were uh, talking about um, AMC and the, the Stubbs life on a previous show. Yes. Um, and S&P Global <laughs> does not uh, have the faith that some people do in the Stubbs life. AMC plans to reopen their theaters in June, hence why some of these updates that we announced are in June. Uh-huh. Uh, but they don't agree, and they have uh, cut their credit rating down. Uh, Whoa. Betting against uh, AMC opening back up uh, when they plan to. Really? Um, wow. Okay, I didn't know that that was a possibility. Um, that doesn't seem like a good thing. Yeah, like, at of course. All, so. It's all money that's you know invested and right and then you have to lend and, and borrow and everything okay they've knocked their their credit their credit rating was b minus so already um you know not stellar but uh, okay but uh you know that maybe that's how i've always pretty much envisioned that you have to run a movie theater chain pretty close to the ground right yes um, but they've bumped them to C C C minus. So what? 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 I don't know how these work. That's like triple C. Okay. Is that good? Uh, that seems bad. Or more C's bad. That sounds bad. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of seem. Yeah. If like, it was like B minus to C C C plus, you think okay, that's one point of of whatever, right? Yes. But they went from a minus to a minus. So that is a drop. Yes. You're dropping at least two. You're dropping a yes. plus and a and a no plus or minus. Yes. But is it a precipitous drop? It kind of seems like it is. <laughs> like, let's you know? just try to reverse engineer the credit rating, the corporate credit rating system from these two letters. <laughs> let's see how we do. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the uh, global uh, lending organizations are thinking we ain't going to be back at the theaters in June. Oh, well, I hope they're wrong. But, you know, I, I just, just don't know how long this is going to last. And that's the hardest thing about it, I think. You know, if there was an end in sight, I think it would be a little easier to swallow. The end. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not. I mean, <laughs> you just. I guess I was supposed to pick it up from there. This I, is the quar. We're all. You were. We're all. We all suffer in the quar. That's <sighs> where we are. In the quar. I don't know what to tell you, man. I know something for a fact. I know that. This the next two weeks are going to be crucial because if you've been paying attention, mm-hmm. uh, if you can stand to watch the ridiculous sideshow that is the uh, Trump briefing uh, every night, uh, got what he wanted. He's back on TV. Yeah, I know. He's back on a weekly show. Yep. It's the virus show. Uh, the numbers, ha- if the numbers keep going up, we're in trouble. Yep. The numbers go up, the infections go up, the deaths go up. Mm-hmm. There will be a peak. Yeah. And they are predicting that it will come. In the next two weeks. Okay. So it's going to get, the hump 
will be in the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. We're projecting. Mm -hmm. So it's not, we ain't over yet. Right. But we could be at the top and going back down the other side soon. Right. And I think just today, um, Governor Cuomo, New York, yes. um, said that they had their deaths had gone down, their daily deaths. Now, we're just charting this in okay. days at this point. I know. That's not great. No. But for the first time in a while, they've had less deaths than they had the day before. So we're not okay. sure if this is the wave breaking yet. Right. But Too if everything to goes tell. to plan and everybody... Where's their dumb homemade masks, which are going to be so effective, but that's what they're recommending you do. Yep. And the Trump president says that he won't wear one, which means I'm totally going to wear one with his face on it. <laughs> um, that's all you needed to do. Yeah. Is just tell me that he wasn't going to do it. And now, now I'm in. I want to do it. <laughs> but if we all keep doing what we're doing, yeah. th- this could you know recede and roll back a little bit. Yes. And then we'll have to keep doing it some more. Yes. Exactly. And then maybe we'll be able to see a movie. Yeah, yeah, one fingers crossed, right? Uh, we we can hope that unless happen. it's all a conspiracy. A, what? It's all this is a Postmates conspiracy. A Postmates conspiracy. Yeah, they put all this together. Uh huh. So they could benefit. What? what? That take, is just take your crazy 399. talk. <laughs> no way. Through the midst no of this, way, man. this is what a cheapskate I am. You know, starting with uh, Resident Evil and then coming to here, I steadfastly refuse to get a DoorDash, um, whatever it's called, a monthly subscription or whatever, yeah. because they're not they're not very good, and no. I don't want to give them my monthly money, even though we would easily. The fact that just literally the only way you can eat is if somebody hands it to, it to you at the yeah. edge of their fingertips as you're stretching out from the door of your building. Right. And even though that's the only way you can eat, I refuse to get this thing still. Yes. Because they're such a crappy service. <laughs> even though it would literally keep me alive. Uh, principles, you know. So it's good to have them. Baby Trump or... How many kind of caricatures, Trump caricatures are there? Oh my goodness. I don't, I think there's countless. I, I, I don't think there, there's a. I'm trying to think about what, what to get on number. my mask. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, I think the baby Trump thing is, is the way to go. It's not my favorite. Um, no. Um, I mean, you could just have him yelling with his hands or something like yeah. that. Um, that was right on it. We shall overcome. <laughs> What do you know about the Black Widow? Uh, not a lot. I know that she do is... Do you know the things that they say about her? Uh, what, what, what are the things that they say about her? I don't know. That's the title of uh, Richard K. Morgan's uh, <laughs> uh, miniseries. Oh, okay. Uh, from the mid-2000s oh. that we're not actually talking about. Um, but, you know, I'm just trying to fill dead air. So. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I I mean, I know she's she's a spy. Um, lots of people consider her to be a double agent for Russia and America. She's an Avenger. Um uh, she's had a tough life. She was trained in the Red Room, and she was a ballet dancer. Um, and uh, she's very secretive about her life. She had some sort of romantic relationship with Daredevil at one point. Um, and uh, you know, she she plays things pretty close to the chest. Um, sometimes she 
is uh, working for both the Russians and the U.S. or it's unclear as to wh who she's actually working for. And she's she's maybe she's working for herself and she's trying to decide uh, wh which is the 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 best uh, ways uh, way of action uh, forward for her. All that's wrong. All of it's wrong. Yep. How is that wrong? It's all wrong. How? First of all, she works for Shield. Well, okay. Which yeah, is a global she works organization. For okay. All right. So it's not America at all. All right. All right. Fair. Uh, you didn't mention that she was a villain. Uh, yeah. Okay. She was a villain first. Was tasked to steal Iron Man's uh, technology secrets uh, for the Russians, and we find out. Not in these, again, why are we talking about miniseries we haven't got to yet? Yeah. We find out in a later miniseries, I think in the Richard K. Morgan one, that all of that was memory implants. That she was never a ballet dancer. What? She was never married to Aleski, the Red Guardian. Yeah. Uh, that was all uh, Wolverine-style uh, memory implants to control her. What? Okay. <laughs> Mind blown. Um I guess I don't know much about Black Widow. You don't know nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's they do this thing and you know, I think Wolverine is kind of the gold standard for this sort of thing in a character where it's like, Oh, you thought that no, that was all wrong and then mm -hmm. later on you find out something else, and it's like, No, that's wrong too and how many times can you go to that well before there's just nothing in the well? Yeah. And they tried to Oh gosh, who was it? Who wrote the Wolverine origin? ongoing series or, oh, or the boy. second miniseries they tried to confront that by having um something happen to wolverine so that all of his memory blocks that um department h or whatever put in the weapon x program put on him were gone so he remembered his entire history he may have remembered being um a, a little lord fauntleroy in canada you know when he was in the 1800s or whatever uh, and so, in addition to that happening, all of his chickens came home to roost also. Like, the oh. information got out. So uh -oh. he had to go tie up all the loose ends of his life. But then, you know, all these guys are sort of, all the other weapon numbers, whatever, are coming after him. And he's sure. got to fight them off. Black Widow. Um, yeah. The thing about Black Widow is, um, I feel like anytime a new author comes on, they go, ah, forget all that stuff. <laughs> because... Yeah. You know, Ivan, her, the guy that's rescued her from Russia, you know, when her parents were killed or supposedly um, her driver, you know, turns out to be he was the mastermind behind everything that's happened to her in the previous five series. Whoa. He was the Blofeld. You okay, know. sure. Uh, the author of all your pain. <laughs> uh, and it's like, what? He was a character for like 30, 40 years. Like he was a guy that was in her life. It's like, no, nah, we're going to get rid of that. And then Nathan Jurgensen comes in. Not Nathan Jurgensen. Nathan, uh, uh, I don't care because he's an asshole. I don't care what his uh, name is. Okay. Uh, and he wrote her and suddenly none of that matters anymore. And so it's difficult to like Black Widow because you have to be comfortable with letting everything go <laughs> every 18 months. Right. Much like Natasha has to do with her life. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of seems Every that time way. you turn around... She's got to burn her old past and, and go on the run and live somewhere else. Yes. Although she can just get a letter from her doctor. <laughs> and she's at Natasha Romanov, 225 Fifth Avenue or whatever. Right, right, <laughs> she's right. Like, Aren't you a spy? I know. <laughs> Why are you getting a letter from why your are doctor? You using your real name, and why does your doctor know your real name? And it's and like, your oh, address. Time to make your checkup. <laughs> It's one of those tooth-shaped postcards from her dentist. You right. Know, don't forget. Right. 
So, yeah. Um, and I think that she had been, you had mentioned before that she was well-beloved, I think. And that's not true. I don't, no. I'm not sure anybody's ever liked her. Oh, okay. Up until the modern era, until the 21st century. She was always just the Avenger that was kind of there. Okay, sure. And she was, I, I, I think of her as the Martian Manhunter of the Avengers. Oh, yeah, I can like see you, that. You can't have the JLA without the Martian Manhunter. You mm-hmm. can't have the Avengers without Black Widow. She's yes. always there. But there's just never, I don't feel like there's ever been any real good story hooks for her. Okay. Um, you know, she's created in the mid-60s by Stan Lee and Don Heck, uh, and I think Don Rico, too. And you can tell you can tell how many Marvel creators really enjoyed uh, watching The Avengers, uh, the, the British TV show. Oh, I see what you're saying, uh, yes. The name of The Avengers. Yeah. Uh, a slinky black leather catsuit clad female heroine who runs right. around. Uh, there's an episode, a very famous episode that never aired over here. So I don't know how Chris Claremont got his hands on it called huh. A Touch of Brimstone in which Emma Peel uh, infiltrates the Hellfire Club. Oh, what? And dresses up in a um, bustier and thigh high boots and like a spiked collar. Oh, my gosh. And then, you know, in the early 80s or whatever, suddenly yes. we've got... The, the X-Men, Dark Phoenix Saga, yes. we've got all that. And this is weird, too. When in that costume, she was, she was dressed up as the Queen of Sin. She'd been kidnapped by the Hellfire Club and brainwashed. She was the Queen of Sin. She had like a gem, like a little bindi on her forehead. Okay. Of course, later on, character of Mr. Sinister, uh-huh. created by Claremont and Louise Simonson, maybe? I'm not sure. Has that little weird bindi on his head for some reason. Oh, weird. So, yeah. Okay. Someday I'm going to write a book about how much of uh, how much we owe to British TV for the Marvel Universe. <laughs> be quite a bit. But anyway, you know, she just was like a you know a bad guy character, villainous, uh, a femme fatale type situation. And then at some point, you know, in the late '60s, early '70s, uh, they turned it around. Like many of the other, um, the Avengers is just chock a block with former villains turned into good guys. Okay. Um, people like Hawkeye. Um, Scarlet Witch, yeah. Quicksilver, right. Swordsman. Uh, these are all guys who, you know, fight the Avengers and then the Vision and then turn around and join the Avengers. They become an Avenger, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. She definitely had a good run in the 70s when she was partnered with Daredevil. And the Daredevil book became literally Daredevil and Black Widow. Mm-hmm. This is when Daredevil was living in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, but then that ended. And uh, I just don't feel like... I mean, I always liked the character. Yeah. But I don't feel like she ever really had... A great comic. No. Yeah. Nothing to really stand out. Yeah. And maybe for that reason, they decided to kill her in the 90s. Oh, my gosh. Because, of course, they did. Nobody comes up with the idea to replace the Black Widow with a younger, blonder Black Widow. And it's like, no, we always planned this to show that nobody could ever really replace... Natasha, Natasha, right? Right, yeah. yeah. They, they were going to replace her, weren't they? They were absolutely but were. I and many other people at the time went, wait a minute, you can't replace the Black Widow. Yeah, right. And so I feel like then it became, well, let's tell a bunch of stories about why you can't replace the Black Widow and how you can't just pull on a Lycra halter top and, right. and some bracelets and think that you're going to be the Black Widow. Right, right, right. And I think that's what, what these are, these, these okay. three miniseries that right. we're reading. That's the way I that. choose to interpret it. Okay, yeah. Because I remember hearing like, oh, there's going to be a new Black Widow. And it's like, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's never really paid all that much in terms of um, dividends. Like that, this character, Yelena Belova, is still yeah. around. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get hopefully... 
a good Marvel movie out of it. Yeah. But she's never really done anything. The best thing she ever did was when um, Norman Osborn, you know, took over the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. and created his Dark Avengers. He needed an Avenger that would be under his control, but would sort of mirror all the other Avengers. So Ares, the god of war, became their Thor, and Dakin, the son of Wolverine, became their Wolverine. And okay. Bullseye pretended to be Hawkeye. Okay. And then they had Yelena Belova was their Black Widow. I see. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. But I guess. that's just that sort of Marvel goulash where a good writer can reach in and pull out the exact ingredient that he needs to, uh-huh. to do whatever. I guess that's a bad goulash. Is already, it's already cooked. Uh, <laughs> maybe it would be a borscht. There you go. Yeah. Uh, what happens in the, the first three issue miniseries from Itsy 1999? Bitsy. Itsy Bitsy Spider. Itsy Bitsy Spider. Uh, yeah, so basically Natasha is told to um by both the Russians and the and Shield, I guess, um to uh find this uh biohazard weapon uh that is being sold I think in somewhere in the Middle East and Yeah, it's in Kreplakistan or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and she's basically told to stop it, but she's concerned. <laughs> Just stop it. Yeah, she's concerned that uh, you know if she gets the the weapon and she hands it over to either Shield or to Russia, then they're going to turn around and use it. So she doesn't really want that to happen. But in the midst of all of this, she met she meets another spy named Yelena Belova, who's like. Uh, I got better marks than you at the Red Room, so that means I'm the Black Widow now, and blah, 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 blah. There's a new Black Widow in town. Right, and so uh, Natasha not only has to figure out what she's going to do with this bioweapon, she also has to figure out how she's going to deal with, like, this other person coming in saying, like, basically, I'm you now. And, like, how does she define herself as Black Widow? And also Daredevil's in it uh, for a little bit. Um, but that's, I think, the basic thrust of, of the miniseries. It's like she's 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 earned this. There's always been, and they do this well. They, they bring this out well, I think, in the Marvel movies when they've got time to and they're not you know, fighting Loki or robots or whatever. But there's right. always been a question of identity for her. Like, yes. who am I? Why do I do this? Who do, who is it that I want to give my allegiance to? And who do I consider myself to be? And am I only defined by who I give my allegiance to? Right. You know, more than... I know that Captain America is, you know, the, the perfect soldier or whatever. But more than anything, she is just somebody who employs her skills and does horrible things for the person or people that she has... Right. given her loyalty to and so she's always questioning um if she's giving her loyalty to the right person having yes. started as somebody who was russian and then was persuaded uh to to defect yes and so her story begins with betrayal basically yeah um kind of i'm not sure it really comes out all that much in these <laughs> oh well in these miniseries is because she's pretty much like uh, no, I'm going to screw everybody over because it's the right thing to do to get right. rid of the toxin or the warheads or, or whatever. She's not really all that conflicted. Uh, but that's uh, fine. Well, that's uh, she's, she's facing a challenge in this uh, younger, hotter uh, Black Widow. Yeah. And, you know, is she actually better than her and that sort of thing? And, and yes. I, I think that's something else that comes <laughs> yes. out. In it's these... never a question. No. I don't... It's at every turn. She is, you know, we see in this first miniseries um, that she can outthink 
uh, Yelena Belova. Supposedly Yelena Belova is younger and so therefore supposed to be Less faster experience. and stronger. Well, yeah, but right. they never have a swimming contest or anything like that. Like it's all just about like tactics True. and I don't know what the schooling at the Red Room has fallen to, but uh, this this girl is totally unprepared to be doing this thing. Yeah. Um, it's a joke that she thinks that she can kill Natasha. It, it is. And, and I think something else uh, that um, Natasha is referred to as a freelance spy, which I think is uh, kind of interesting terminology. I mean, I guess that makes sense because she works for whoever she decides she's working for. But she pretty much just works for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, more or less. Um, but yeah, Yelena Belova is, is, is clearly, uh, like, it's kind of ridiculous that she thinks that she can come in and just be her. And I think the reason why she thinks that is because her, uh, score at the Red Room, whatever that means, I'm not even exactly sure what tools they're using to score them, you know, but it was higher. So therefore she is better in every way. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I think it, it there is something to be said about Natasha has way more experience and, um, you know, she knows, like, and one thing she schools her about, I think, in the first miniseries is, like, always know, have an escape route, uh, you know, have mm-hmm. a way that you're going to get out of a tricky situation. Yeah. And that's something that I think that uh, Yelena Belova hasn't necessarily thought about. Well, it just seems like um, that's a good skill for a spy to have. Yes. And where did she learn that skill? Uh, presumably in the Red Room, but presumably. also in um, the long amount of um, uh, service that she's had. You yes, know, all being the with missions the Avengers. that she's done. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, why did she? Yeah, I don't know. That's why I don't think that she was never like a... This is such a Joe Quesada idea that we would <laughs> do this. I don't know. <laughs> It's kind of insulting. I don't know isn't what it? I was worried about in 1990. 20 years ago, I was like, I can't believe they're going to replace the Black Widow. And then you read these and you're like, of course they're not. She never had a chance. No. no. Um, you see that, um, well, you don't see anything. Um, th- this is um, the first of um, a long string or run of miniseries for the Black Widow. Mm-hmm. It isn't until. Um, Relatively recently in the scheme of things that Black Widow actually gets her own ongoing series. Sure. Um, I don't know why. She never <laughs> had one until now. And suddenly in 1999, mm. I think, I just I just negged him, but like I, I think Joe Quesada has affection for the character. Um, she had a big role in Joe Quesada's basic like, rise to power in mm. um, penciling the Kevin Smith written uh, Daredevil sure. uh, reboot uh, in the mid '90s, uh-huh. um, which brought me back into Marvel Comics, mm-hmm. uh, where she plays um, <laughs> kind of a dumb role, but an important role, uh, all the all the same. And this is right around the time that uh, Karen Page is killed, and okay. there is a sort of there's a kind of suggestion that um, Matt and Tasha could rekindle their relationship, mm-hmm. but they don't. Okay. And then we come into this thing, and it's like. Oh, you want some of this Billy Club? Like, I, yeah, what? I know. What's going on Daredevil here? is written weirdly in these. I, I yeah. Greg Rucka and, and Devin uh, uh, Grayson, I don't think they know uh, how to write Daredevil. Well, I think that Daredevil is actually smarter than he's portrayed in these. Like, yeah. I think he's he he's kind of, well, in like the next one, the next series, which we're not to yet. No. Um, I, I think he's 
in some ways an audience surrogate because he's like asking questions that the audience might ask but i don't think that daredevil would actually ask at all so uh, yeah um what do you think about the art um yeah i i i liked it um i you know it was you know they're both like they're both like sexy ladies and like cat suits. This is the uh, era. So... The the late nineties, early to mid two thousands is the era of um bulbous uh breasts. Uh-huh. And then make sure uh that you definitely if it's a, a lycra or a stretchy fabric, but right. maybe even through, you know, denim, make sure we get uh the nipple on top of it too. <laughs> So I want to see that breast end in a point. Uh-huh. Right? Right. Very important. Yes. A lot yes. of that. Yeah. And uh, as if Natasha's outfit lot was of, not uh, enough. Oh, I shot this guy. Now let me pick up these files and then make sure that the camera, you know, is just watching me, you know, from a straight bend. Right. Down, pick them up, and then you just see my butt. Right. Exactly. You know. Uh A lot of that. Um, and, and, and as if Natasha's outfit was not tight and revealing enough. Here comes Yelena Belova and well, we'll they, have her stomach, her midriff exposed. But I, I, but I like that if they had thought it through and it's at the bet. We read this in a compilation of these like first three yes. uh, miniseries. There is um, concept art at the back where they're playing with some even more sort of out there stuff. Yeah. I like the idea that she's it doesn't make any sense if she's a Russian agent or whatever. But I like the idea that she is like the younger, sexier model, you know, yeah, so her costume is like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. Yeah. I even though it, it does. doesn't make any sense. From the point of a uh, an espionage operative, no. um, but we never even get into the Red Room's motivation in replacing Natasha. No, in the first place, uh, replacing they should have replaced her in the seventies when she quit. Right, <laughs> but apparently she's somehow still maintained her Black Widow status. status? And then Yelena Belova gets an A plus on a test, and then you know without like sending Natasha a, a, a well, you know you've been fired letter or anything like that. <laughs> Yeah. I guess the letter is going to be a bullet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Maybe that's how you do it. I don't know. I don't know, but like like the the Russian general that is featured in this and I think in the the next series yes. as well. Um it's clear that Yelena Belova he thinks of her as his agent. But he also, you know, Natasha is also your agent too. So, like, you know, why are you, you know, it, is is Yelena Belova Black Widow to you? Like, it kind of seems like he's moving that way too. So somehow, like, Russia and the Red Room have decided uh, you've been replaced. But like you said, she hasn't gotten any notification of that at all. It's just Yelena showing up and being like, oh, I'm the new you. Bye. But uh, it doesn't really work out that way for her. Yeah. So I don't think anybody really cares. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's by uh, J.G. Jones um, mm-hmm. in the next uh, miniseries that we read. Yes. Uh, this is Scott Hampton doing the art. Mm-hmm. And I think Devin Grayson is still involved. But I think this is more. Uh, I think Greg Regga is taking over a little more in, in terms of the scripting. Sure. Um, what happens in Black Widow Breakdown, a three-issue miniseries? Yeah, so this one is interesting. Um, it uh, basically Natasha working with um, Shield and Nick Fury has decided that they need to teach Yelena Belova an interesting um, lesson, and in order to do this, by they... taking her face. face. 
off. Ah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But yeah, that I is can't exactly believe that you read is. Black Widow Breakdown before you saw the film Face, Face off. off. But well, here we are. I it's true. Put it on the list. Uh, it is on the list. Oh. Um, I, so um, yeah. So they they're like she's like let's kidnap her and then have we'll have this surgery we'll switch our faces and then like then she's gonna learn the lesson that uh being a spy does not make you a hero and it, it, it's very dangerous work That's... which is really important i guess yeah I, and... I think it's interesting that and again you can headcanon and read into it all you want mm-hmm. but it's not on the page but you can say right away that like okay so instead of you know saying gonna kill that bitch yeah uh-huh. that bitch come for the for the crown the crown you better not miss right, right right but instead you know you can say black widow you know grew up um being trained uh aka tortured as yes. a young girl and saw it happen to a lot of other young girls and now this young girl who she sees herself in comes after her and she takes it upon herself to try to break her out of this conditioning and make her you know fight for herself and not for people who don't care about her yes i mean that's all they're kind of subtextually, but it's not, it's, you know, it's a lot of kicking. <laughs> you know, it's not, yeah. it's not exactly there in the action of the book. Um, but I mean, okay, so we're based off like that idea. That's what it's supposed to be. But the plan is crazy. I agree with you. Like the plan, you don't have like a Mission Impossible style. Like, right. Why do we have to do an actual Or a holographic surgery? Yeah. projection or something? Right. No, we have to like literally do a John Woo face-off surgery. Yes. And it's funny because this this is written way better than the first one. <laughs> it's still not great, but it's better. Yes. Because in this one, you've got a lot of the same elements. You know, Lena Belova wakes up in... Um, uh, Romanoff's apartment. Romanoff's apartment. Yeah. And Daredevil comes in and he's like, so how about some of that Billy Club? Yeah. And it makes sense now because he's playing this role. He's trying to, I mean, the plan doesn't make sense, but his part in the plan makes sense to confront her with all these elements of somebody else's life and and to unbalance her, to make her break. (laughs) Yes. But even like Daredevil, like I said, like before, he's like asking, like, why is she doing this? He asks, like, Nick Fury. Yeah. He's like, I, I did my part. Why are we doing this again? Yeah, exactly. Why do I have Batman ears on my cowl? <laughs> he didn't have I forehead horns. He's got Batman ears. That's weird. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Um, Has Scott Hampton ever seen a Daredevil before? <laughs> I guess not. No. Um, what do you think of the art? I I liked it. It was um it was way more stylized. Yes, um, watercolors. Yeah, the, the first issue. I, and I think first can... issue is like super nineties comics. Bulbous breasts, computer coloring. You know, lots of kicking and explosions and stuff. Yes. And this is um yeah, this is definitely more um subjective. Yeah, it it kind of reminds me of like some of the art that you see in like something like say Sandman. You know. Okay. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Ooh, lighty <lady> down. <laughs> Um, I, I, I think, uh, with the watercolors, you're, you're able to do more like subtle expressions and sort of things. Um, uh, but yeah, it was like, there was a lot of like, I fooled you, haha, you know, like in this, because not only do we have the face off thing, but, um, uh, 
uh, Yelena Belova as Natasha, because this is super confusing, um, gets the mission to kill Yelena Belova, who is really Romanoff. Right. Uh, and so she goes and finds her in like a museum and like she like she like. No, she doesn't shoot her. Somebody else shoots her, right? No, I think she shoots her. Oh, did she shoot her? And then, like... Yeah. Okay. And then, like, later, they're fighting, and, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up and, like, shoots her. And then she's, like... So you think that she's dead. She disappears in the water. Uh, But, haha, she's not dead. Right. Like, That's, you're thinking of the first one. Am I thinking of the first one? They okay. fight in the first one. Okay. She never shoots mind. her. She gets rid of the body, and then a widow shows up. Our widow shows yes, up later okay. as one of the scientists right. in the camp, and she's okay. inoculated everybody against the uh, serum. She got no, hit she with kills her in the bullets. museum. Yeah. Or thinks she does, and she yes. remarks, "They're like, you're wanted for murder." And she's like, "Suicide." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just sh- shut up and get on your knees. Right. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of things like that. I mean, look, this is a crazy premise. I mean, it's a crazy premise for a John Woo movie, but it's a crazy premise for, for a comic, comic book. book. Yeah. Greg Recco was just like, uh, boy, I love that face off. And, <laughs> but they commit to it and they, they do. do some interesting things with it because, you know, near the end, um, Yelena's like really upset with her. She's like. You know, yes. this is emotional rape. Like you basically like took and she didn't go and like kill her boyfriend or anything like that. But she she's really mad that Natasha did this to her. And we've got these uh, a series of interesting panels where, you know, Natasha as Elena is describing, you know, what will happen to her if she continues in this life and how her identity should be hers and how it's it's important that she knows this lesson. And you see her talking and it's. Yelena's yes. body or face, but yeah. it's her talking. But then in the bottom of the panel, it's Natasha's faces in mouth, but it's not yes. her talking anymore. And she's in the background of the shot. There's just like some really interesting like constructions, I thought, uh, in some of the uh, storytelling. Yeah. And I think it deals a lot with uh, just, you know, identity and in general and what makes you who you are which is which is something that i think natasha like i think we talked about it before is she she continually struggles with um but we we see uh yelena struggling with it as well because uh in the beginning like you know she sees herself in the mirror and she's like no i'm yelena belova i'm not natasha romanoff but then later she says that she's natasha romanoff so i mean there's clearly some sort of confusion going on there as well so um well, there's also the idea of having to disappear into a, a role or an assignment and trying yes. to believe that you you are somebody, you, you are the, the target or whatever it is. Well, and she, do. like, when Daredevil is like, hey, do you want this billy club? He's She's like, <laughs> um, she kind of, like, at first is like, what? No. And then she was like, oh, yes, last night. And she, like, goes into it, like, really quickly because she – they're, they 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 think oh maybe she thinks this is some sort of like deep undercover sort of mission right. sort of thing. Well, they're, so. yeah, the shield people are watching her, and they're they expect that she would react like that. Right. If she refuses to play along, I mean, they just have to stop the game, you know. So, right. But right. they know that they can um, manipulate the manipulator or manipulate somebody who is used to manipulation. It's just the wrong people manipulating her. She's used to the. To the GRU manipulating her. Yes. <laughs> but it's S.H.I.E.L.D. and she doesn't know it. Right. 
and and at the end they they go that's after a good spy story the general yeah not a guy who's got a ice skate case in his aston martin dumb <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh yeah. shall we move on yes. shall we move on Let's. to the next three issue miniseries the yes. third one we're going to talk about this one's called pale little spider yes and it is part of marvel's max line what's the max line isn't that for adults <laughs> yes yeah well yeah it's uh i mean i can understand why can you well this is to another some extent, yes. This is another early 2000s like Bill yeah. Jemis uh, joke out idea where we're going to have sweary comics with boobs in them. Yeah, I know. And have Greg Horn do the covers. E- Look out. Yep. Rose, that yeah. mummy wants to rape you. I know. I know. Greg Horn. I know. Uh, the one thing that came out of that is that I think you did see boobies you did see a lot like igor cordy would probably never get like a marvel miniseries on his own so Mm. you get to see a lot of non-traditional artists doing kind of interesting things even if it's in service of a kind of dumb story yeah uh greg rucka is back on the writing duties what happens in pale little spider yeah so uh natasha romanoff unfortunately is not in the story at all it's all about uh yelena belova this is the this is the the, the apex of the swing you know we oh, talked replacing about replacing her we talked about like them turning it into well what what is why couldn't she replace her necessarily mm-hmm. but in the second one it's kind of like well i'm kind of training you in my way to be the black widow and i don't like fly off in a parasol at the end but maybe i'm maybe i'm stepping back and now you can do the black widow thing and uh-huh. this is this is what we get yes um so basically what happens the 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 guy the captain or whatever who trained Jelena for years uh he shows up dead in the very first sequence and uh he apparently frequented a sex club so that's cool and he dies uh, in the sex club. He dies in the sex club. Somebody shot him in the head. Um, and uh, she basically gets given this mission and is told that there, he had a physical file on him that was about her and it's missing. And you also need to you need to find that file and you need to find out who killed him. So that's like her mission. And there are some this is happening in Russia. Uh, there are some detectives that are already on the case, but her and this other person from the GRU uh, show up and are like, we're taking over. Uh, the detectives don't really like it that much. Uh, but basically, they, they, they look into it and she finds out that this guy who is like a mentor, her father, who trained her, apparently he had uh, feelings towards her. And he knew hard feelings. Yes, and he knew that it was not the right thing to do to actually pursue them. But they were so strong that he went to the sex club, madam, and was he's like taking it to the streets. Yeah, he's like, I need you to create a Yelena Belova uh, dominatrix, basically, uh, mm. who to uh, beat me up and have sex with me, basically, which is. Beyond messed up. So got, got a real yeah. uh, silk stockings, uh, red shoe diaries vibe to this, right? I, this is uh, this is piffle, right? Piffle. 
The Red Abdomen Diaries. There you go. Whoa. Um, right? I mean. This is shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean. Justify this. It's edgy. It's it's a sex club. Yeah. Um, and then you get a chance, a chance to kind of, I don't know, redeem it uh, or give it like context or something like that in the character of. Oh, I'm like I work here. I'm the, um, the you know the madam or or the um, dominatrix or whatever right. that kind of runs the place. But she's written just so inconsistently, and it's all just kind of baiting Yelena Belova. Yes. Like, oh, you want some of this Billy Club too, or, or whatever. <laughs> and it doesn't that that doesn't really go anywhere. All I get out of it is no. like I think Yelena is like. Um, Ace, you know, I think she's kind of like asexual. Oh, you think so? Well, because you know, there's the dominatrix is like, oh, you like girl uh, guys, you like girls, and then it's kind of like, I don't, I don't want anything. Well, yeah, that's true. I guess I didn't really think much of that comment because it just kind of seemed off the cuff. But I think maybe you're onto something there. But it just like I know that they live in a world of vice, and they live in a world of like you know the darkest sort of areas of of people, but. Her instructor trains her, and then he gets a boner for her. So he goes to a sex club and has I know a, a, another dominatrix, you know, dress up like her and and really give it to him. It's weird. And then that person randomly turns out to be a psychopath who wants yes. to now kill Yelena Belova. But yeah. all of it was orchestrated by the madam in the first place who in the last page of the story yes. we find out is a GRU operative yes. who set all this up to run Yelena through her final unknowing test to see if she could you know I don't know kill the things that are important to her or kill without compunction yeah, or they, whatever so they so then they orchestrated her mentor's death the whole to... thing is yeah they they basically yeah mentor's death the death of the two cops yes. uh, who were investigating it yes and it's all in service of, yeah, just I mean, if you kill she's... the two cops who are investigating it, it's not like the investigation automatically goes away. I feel like that's, I feel like that's what the comic it's is Russia. saying. Oh, okay. It's Russia. I think we can all take right. care of this. This is all wrapped up. Uh, okay. Messed up, though. Um, I, the, ugh, I did not enjoy this. Mm-hmm. I, I never, I, I have, um, so I've got all of these miniseries mm-hmm. up until Nathan Ding Dong um, started his and I've got like the first year or so of his and it's like um, the Deadly Origins series the Unnamed 2004 series uh, the things they say about her the Richard K. Morgan stuff I've got all I bought these religiously I waited every every Wednesday for new Black Widow stuff to come out Yeah, and I skipped this one I didn't even buy it because who oh, cares wow. <laughs> so I missed this one back in the day and uh, remember what I said before about uh being justified and like, yes, oh, good thing I uh, waited because yeah. it sucked. Yeah, <laughs> here we are. It almost, it almost makes you think that Yelena has a personality. We get so close to yeah. her, almost being sympathetic and having a personality, but all we get is this, you know, this uh, Cinemax light stuff where it's like, oh, you, you, I guess you like this, huh? It's ridiculous that she is, she's a trained murderer and assassin, and yes. There's something to, I think Rucka is digging into like, why do they wear these skin tight things, you know? And so the character of, um, I can't remember the madam's name, but like. Oh yeah, I can't remember uh, the name either. Nikki or something like that. I think that's it, yeah. But uh, 
she's the author's surrogate and that he's trying to point out, isn't it weird that like, you know, the black widow dresses like a dominatrix. So we're going to set this at a club. It's all really on the nose. It's in service of nothing. It's just like boil in the bag, you know, will they, won't they kind of, um, you know, steamy sort of thing. And it's dumb. And back to my original point, she's a trained killer. Why wouldn't she just go uh, take me to the thing? Yeah. Uh, Oh, don't you want to play some games? Your nose is broken, Nikki. Now take me to the fucking thing. Right. Why would she put up with this? Yeah, right. Exactly. But she does because she has to to let this story weird sleazy vibe unfold. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And and I think we were supposed to get the idea that that Petra, the dominatrix who um, is supposed to be Yolanda Boy, Yolanda Boy, I can't say her name, Yolanda Boy, um, she, in a weird sort of way, kind of wants to be her. And so she's like, uh, I'm gotta kill you or something like that. Like, right. It's- Which uh, it mirrors, you know, her wanting to kill Natasha yeah. Romanoff. Yes. But not in any thematically significant or important way. No. It's like they don't no. even know that they set up a thing that was very similar to what was in literally the last two miniseries. Right. Right. So, <laughs> what? I know. And Suffice it to say, when in 2004 is the next time that, uh, this is 2002, 2004 is the next time we get a, um, the Richard K. Morgan takes over and we get a six issue miniseries from him with art pencils by Bill Sienkiewicz. Oh, nice. I recommend it. Elena Belova is nowhere to be found. <laughs> We're done with that. Okay. This is kind of her shot. And. Paul, why? Uh, no, no thanks. <laughs> It's just kind of, the whole thing is kind of, I mean. Until Florence to, Pugh brings her back. Right. Wow. Not to be what weird or anything like that, but it's, the whole thing is just kind of gross and sleazy. Like, it's yeah. it's so gross that like it's her. It's a red abdomen diet. Her, her, yeah. That her mentor <laughs> would have fostered these feelings. Oh, you're and, talking like, about the specific, you're talking about the trappings of the story. I'm talking about the fact that they would try to tell this story. Like, I well, know it's Max. Yes. And de- worse things have happened in Max comics. I'm sure. Believe me, but it just, yeah, it, it just doesn't seems really add so anything. on the nose and so, ooh, look at this. Like, there's no reason for any of this to happen. No, and and like you're saying, it doesn't really add anything to her story. It's 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 not like oh, this is essential reading if you're a Black Widow fan. Yeah. Or you, you know, like like you like you did back in the day, you could totally skip over this. No change. Yeah. So and didn't need to be three issues either. No, no, it, it did not. It, it could have easily have been two or just one. So, yeah. Um, I I liked the first two. Uh, I would say skip the last one. Yeah, that's what I would say. Uh, the next series has covers by Greg Land. When Greg Horn isn't enough, Greg Land. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I don't even want to know what dialed up Greg Horn, Greg Land. I, Greg like. Greg Horn, um, you, you know his stuff. And then Gre- I think Greg Land yes. is the one who is just traces. Um, oh, pornography. Okay. Great. Yeah. All right. Well. So if you are like an, an aficionado of uh, mid 2000s pornography, like you could read a Greg Land book and go, oh, this sure looks like so-and-so <laughs> just with pants on. Great. Yeah. Uh, but this is, thing. but this is what we're talking about. And I wouldn't necessarily say that Richard K. Morgan, a, the writer of Altered Carbon and yes. other books, uh, a talented writer, but a writer who definitely has no problem introducing um, 
like pulp on crack elements. Yeah. You know, essentially pornographic like uh, sex scenes into his uh, into his novels. <sighs> I, I wouldn't say that he would be the one to save it, but he's kind of the one to save it <laughs> because when he starts, you know, writing his uh, his miniseries, mm-hmm. um, he examines these ideas. They have a perfect situation to um, to examine a character who wears whose ass is hanging out in leather like, yeah, the yeah. whole time and like. You know what? Why? Why is it like that? What, what do we think about when we think about Black Widow? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're not doing this. And here's even a chance to do that by literally going to a sex club. Like Greg Rucka is opening the door to that. Yeah. And we get nothing. Yeah. But when Richard K. Morgan takes over, we start to do that a little more, and she becomes okay. more of a dare I say it, like feminist hero. Like her story takes on that aspect more. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in the Deadly Origin series from 2009, written by Paul Cornell. It nice. really opens up. And I think Paul Cornell is the one that nukes her backstory, too. So you can thank him for that next time you see him. <laughs> okay. Well, can't be perfect, right? So uh, it's it's almost like it's like an engine. It's like, you know, it's a cold day, right? Right, right, right. We need a jump start. We got to turn it over a couple times before we get going here. And I think that that's they clearly said, look, it's time to it's you know people talk about oh these SJWs you know you got a girl Thor now and all this. Wow! Before anybody knew what an SJW was, Marvel was saying we've got untilled uh, Earth here. We've mm-hmm. got characters like Black Widow who've been around for almost forty years and we've right. done nothing with them. Yes, let's do something. Unfortunately, it took a decade for it to get rolling. Yeah, right. Um, and look where it ended up. Yeah, I, I mean know. if you know billions of dollars at the box office is the goal right uh it worked yeah exactly i don't know what she's doing in the uh comics right now oh fair there was uh, a clone of her running around during secret the uh, secret invasion or whatever oh really yeah okay was she a scroll or just a clone? no it was a clone because i think she got killed and you're like oh my god this this they're really serious in this miniseries they right. killed black widow uh, black widow but then it was revealed that it was a clone, and then we saw that oh. she had been doing all this other stuff behind the scenes <laughs> until the real Black Widow like came back or something. Okay, all right, well, comics, everybody! Yay! Yeah. Would you recommend any of this? Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I like the first two miniseries. Um, I would recommend it, and you know, um, maybe I need to read what comes after it. Uh, well, I kind of feel like yeah, we we ate the peas, and maybe we can have the dessert now. Um, mm, because we yummy. did this first, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would be definitely interested in going on um, to some of that later later stuff. What did you think? Oh, would you recommend it? I think that I um, I was less discerning when I was younger. That's oh, what I think. Okay. Because I thought I read this stuff re- multiple times. Like I thought this was great. Yeah. And I read you it now, and now? It's, uh, it's it's all right. Okay. All I, right. I was getting a lot of bleed over because this is um, you know the heyday of Bendis's Daredevil. Sure. And um, so it was like a nice little uh, side dish to like the main dish of seeing some uh, pretty good Daredevil storytelling. Yes. But, uh, I have a I have a great. somewhat related question sure. for you. I think, I don't know if it was Greg Horan or not, but we see like the picture of another cover at the very end of this compilation of three miniseries. And it's like, Black Widow, Daredevil, uh, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, some other characters I can't remember. 
is that like the next comic or are they just is that just like a tease like a complete tease because like i don't remember it's probably an ad for mile high comics or oh something. okay <laughs> um it could have just been like completely random i don't know if it was for like an actual comic book or not i can't see dr strange and uh black widow really doing much together right? no maybe but... we should do a miniseries based on that yeah because even when so when the superhero registration act went into effect and a bunch of heroes went uh no i'm not doing that uh, yeah then we had two avengers teams you had the um right the new avengers which was all the cool heroes like uh luke cage and, and wolverine and spider-man and dr strange like we ain't doing that mm-hmm. and then there was the um stoolie <laughs> walk the line heroes wow. led by black widow <laughs> Which is surprising. Yeah, like, well, why would she like be like, yeah, I'll do that? But they she's, did like, that in so the movie. Secretive. Yeah, I know. Did they did that in the movie? They did, she they was did. with Tony until she wasn't. Yes. So yeah, and that's. But I like that about her in the MCU, because even in the MCU, they they made her pretty fluid. Like she's like she's on this side until she's like you said until she's not. Yeah, and she which, was a monster because she couldn't have kids. Oh, Ironically, I in a film that. where they had to CGI her baby bump out. Right. Have you seen the the un, undoctored footage? Um, I, I've seen at least one still of her walking with a yeah. uh, cap. They didn't. It, it wasn't shot in sequence. I mean, obviously, but right. The sequences are from near the end of the movie. Um, where and I assume, I don't know. I guess that could have been shot early, but it's she's fairly pregnant in those scenes. It's kind of amazing. I know it. Oh, it's kind of weird when you think about it. Um, I. I have mixed feelings about her and Banner being together. Oh like I, it's we did not ask for this. It's it's kind of nice. But I apologize. I've, I've seen like Audience. other people be like, "Why were her and Cap like never a thing?" Because like it kind of seemed like they were going to be a thing. That's an interesting question. Yeah. Because what a lot of people forget is that the Avengers Mansion is kind of like the Big Brother Mansion. Oh, good point. Like, yeah. everybody's Zooming everybody. Up and, and I'm not talking yeah. about, you know, VOIP services yeah, No, here. no, no. Uh, and so, yeah, Cap is not necessarily one that's really involved in all that. He's always got, um, you know, Bernie Rosenstein or somebody off campus. But mm-hmm. I think there was, there is one issue where there is kind of a moment between them. And it seems like, oh, something's going to happen here. Uh-huh. Cap and Widow. Yeah. And then, I don't know, you know, Galactus attacks or something right, like right, that. Right, right, right. But, uh, yeah. I mean, who would wear the pants in that relationship? Uh, yeah, I I know, but I I would have been interested to see that play out. Um, but I I mean, I don't. I don't yeah, but I feel kind of like Natasha in that case. That's not a question that I I need answering. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. You know what? I like the playoffs. No dickity, no doubt. Play on, play out. All right. Well, how do you feel? Uh, how do I how do I feel about what? Do I feel sick? I have a headache. Oh no! Oh no! Um, but I'm very tired. Okay. Well, I don't know why I keep trying to evaluate myself <laughs> when we know for a fact that uh, I had this thing in, in January. It kind of like a, I feel bulletproof. It's like a superpower. Whoa! Can you get it again? Uh, I don't know. I kind of want to go out and just you know just what tongue kiss a bunch of people. No. And... No. <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> Just lick all the doorknobs. Ew, gross. Um, I, yeah, I think you, I'm thinking you probably had it too, and I can understand why you would feel bulletproof. But let's not let's not chance it. Let's not uh, 
lick anything. <laughs> okay, so no licking. No licking. No licking. That's your strategy. Yes, that is All my right, strategy. We'll see if that pays off. Yeah. Uh, you can lick us. Whoa. <laughs> lick shots at us, let's say. <laughs> on social media, Facebook and Twitter, we're at Just Enough Trope. Also, you can find us on the listening platforms. So many listening platforms. Yes. And people are talking about them. We have a lot of listening. People like them. Oh I've heard people gosh. have said good things about them. <laughs> uh, like the Stitchers and the Spotify's and mm-hmm. ones we don't usually mention. We are also there. If that's where you get your stuff, check us out. Just Enough Trope and all the Just Enough Trope shows uh if you listen to them uh oh i should say if you're subscribed great yes Uh, if you listen to them also great um if you do we'd appreciate a review and a rating Mm because that's how those platforms and their algorithms know that we're doing a good job and this is really like i feel like everybody is calling you to action for everything right now and you got a lot in your mind uh but if you have refused all those other calls take this one (laughs) give us a review Please do. It really would help. Yeah, it really is good to see uh, some reviews, and we'll maybe dive in and read some of those uh, on the air uh, if we see them coming in. But yeah, give us a review and give us a rating. Give yes. <laughs> I was gonna say five uh, bulbous breasts as we oh discussed, but uh, maybe more the the nipples that are, uh, the pointy nipples. Oh my goodness! What is it? I I don't know. It's also so weird. Have you did you know any ballerinas? Do I know any ballerinas? Not, uh, not, not bulbous on the breasts. True, true. When you do a backflip, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm unbalanced now. <laughs> yeah, you end up in the Onassis Reservoir uh, if you're fighting in Central Park there. So, yeah, maybe give it five stars instead. <laughs> and we won't have any physiological problems. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Of course we will. And also, I wanted to mention that we have a new feature, a little thing we're trying here during the quar. That's the quarantine. Yes. A feature called Co-Videos. We didn't work too hard on it. And what (laughs) we're doing is going through our own sort of personal wish list of films that we want to see or want to see again and having um, relatively brief discussions about them. Mm -hmm. And you can get that in our regular show feed. Also, you know, we do it live. So if you follow us on Twitter at at Just Enough Trope, you can get a notification or like a tweet when we go live and you can click in and hear us talk about some movies that maybe you've seen, maybe you haven't. Yes. Come hear our opinions on them. And that's it. Uh, like I said, we'll be back next week and we're signing off until then. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hanna. Keep the geek fires burning. Yeah,